Chapter 14 The cold one stood, mandle dangling from his hand, oblivious of the other moving swiftly toward him. Then, leaning out over the precipice, he let forth a long, loud cry. Liana! Arms seized him and thrust him roughly back against the slick rock wall. What in Aunt Elfant's name do you think you... The scout broke off as his captive shrugged off his hood. My lord, farewell. Letting go his hold on Farewell's arm, the man still held his ground. Forgive me, my lord, but you looked set to go over. He glanced back. Who did? Farewell shook the bunched-up cloak at him. The Lady Liana, ma'am, and it was you who startled her into falling. Go, hurry, sound the toxin and roused out a search party. Go on, go, he shouted, as the scout still stood there, stunned. The scout cut a smart salute and took off at a clip. Farewell followed him out from under the fall, but instead of heading after him, he turned aside, sliding and scrambling down the stony bank to the water's edge. As he descended, the water's din grew ever louder, puffing in his ears like giant wing-beats. Drops of wet beaded in his hair then soaked in, drenching it to rat's tails that stuck to his face and ran on down inside his collar. Dark and dank it was, children, under that waterfall. Darker and danker than Meister Grudy's root cellar. Farther out, as the waters left the shadow of the cliff, moonlight cut across the seething mass and made of it a sheet of shining scimitars. Farewell gazed out, scanning the moonlit waters. Midstream, the undertow was deep and powerful. To either side, the waters churned against the rocky banks. Once in, if you didn't die from icy cold, you either drowned or had your flesh scraped off your bones. No your kinter ever ventured into that maelstrom. How could a mere mortal survive? Farewell squeezed his eyes shut, saw again Leona poised stark against the moonlit wall of water, saw her disappear, coward to blame the scout. He, he'd called out, sent her reeling in a panic. Now he must find her, bring them both back and make it right. He climbed out onto the rocks away, unclasped his cloak to plunge in after them, then paused. 
once in, how would he see anything? Fowl stepped back onto the bank. Best to stay above the water, scan the surface from the bank. He would find them. He must. He was just moving off when a shout came from above. Fevel, wait! A woman's shout. Fala. She slipped and slid along the bank towards him. I passed the scout just now. He said Leona went over the falls. When Farewell didn't answer, she gestured out across the water. How can you hope to find her? I can but try. Then lead the way. Without another word, Farewell set off, climbing around and over rocks, heedless of sharp stone gashing his flesh, of blood streaming down. Behind him, Vala struggled to keep up, watching constantly for sign of body bobbing in the wash. On they went, until a distant sound came on the night wind. A hard, loud clang. The clapper of the toxin bell. On and on the lone note rolled over the treetops, up and down dale to every corner of Eurov's domain. At the sound, Vala tripped and fell headlong, ripping her mantle, scraping her cheek. No, you go on, she urged Farewell as he bent to help her up. I'll come as soon as I catch my breath. At that, more shouts sounded back along the bank. Lights bobbed rapidly towards them. The search party, Eurolf at its head. Fairwolf stretched out his hand, helped Vala to her feet, just as Eurolf reached them. So, brother, Eurolf looked from Vala to Fairwall in turn. You ran off with my wife and child. You, too, cousin. You were in it, too? She was not, Fowell cried. She had no hand in it. Then what's she doing here? I made a soothsaying, Vala said. I saw her leaving. I ran too late to stop her. I raced here to catch her. Without fetching me, or sounding the toxin, there was no time. Oh, oh, oh! Vala might well not have spoken. That my own family should scheme to betray me. Stop. Farewell had had enough. You're wasting time. Let's move. You, you hold your tongue, you. You move nowhere, save to a cell. Eurov beckoned. Guards, seize him. No, cried Vala. My lord, her also, Eurov pointed. Hold them until I come. 
What are you waiting for? Go on, he commanded, as the guards hesitated. Yorov's men steered Farewell and Vala back along the river's edge and up the bank, then off along the trail towards home. Folk milled up and down the concourse like ants whose hill had been stomped on, lords and ladies, and commoners do, coming in from all around, roused by the toxin. With no one to inform them of its cause, rumour was rife. You can imagine what a meal Raven and company were making of it. Where's Yorov? Why doesn't he make some announcement? Dara wanted to know. He isn't here, Raven said. Where's he gone? After his wife, they say. Where to at this hour? She's run off home. A crowd was gathering around them. She took the child with her, one said. Raven looked the commoner up and down. So it seems. How could she do a thing like that? Raven shrugged. Indeed, humans are so simple. Dara chipped in. She's with Thurwall. He was going to lead them out. One tall onlooker pushed forward through the crowd. My lady, you are mistaken. You'd do well to hold your tongue until the truth is out. Struma, and right angry too, at such wild talk. Raven turned on him. And who are you to speak to me in such fashion? I know Lady Liana and Lord Farewell well enough to say that what you claim is false. Just then, the crowd parted to make way as Farewell and Vala were marched through, then followed to the assembly hall where they watched the party climb the steps and pass inside. The moment the doors swung shut, talk burst out anew. Raven turned on Struma. See? Farewell was with her. He has betrayed his own brother, and now he is under guard. And with Vala. Who would have believed that? Dera chimed in. Struma turned to face the other bystanders. Don't mind them spiteful rumour-mongers that they are. However bad things may look, this is idle talk. Inside the hall, as the doors slammed shut, everything was quiet. To the left of the doors, stone steps wound down. At their foot, a narrow passage ran the full length of the hall to a small bare chamber at the far end, right under Yurov's robing room. A holding cell, built long since for a law-abiding folk who had as yet not used it. Setting a lantern on the floor beside them, their escort locked the cell door 
and went back up the stairs. Thank you.